Hello, Cassie, to the Box of Random Podcast, where pennies can be rare, I'm trying to thought. It's just the two of us again. The last and Theta and Chris Hawkins with Sigma. So, um, for those of you who are unaware, um, I am part of another podcast. It's part of an assignment for school. I haven't uh, heard any of it. It's called The Uncertain- Uncertainty Principle. It's sciencey stuff. And, and it's about a clueless school teacher. Uh, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> So if you like this, um, I'm one of the co-hosts as well as Omega. Both of us are co-hosts. So I'm not allowed. If we also have Michael and Detak Mizusune. So if you enjoy this one, uh, head over onto there. Go to DeltaCharterMusic.com. Uh, under DC Radio, It's the name is Uncertainty Principle. And there are a few other podcasts on there. There are eight total. So listen to all those. Uh, find one you like and please support us. It goes to helping their school and stuff and the program and... They, they won't let me participate. Can I be a guest? I keep asking. Yes. I want to be a guest on all their events, and they're like, oh, we can't. Sorry. Uh, well, so actually, this, um, one of our assignments is, one, we're going to have crossover episodes with other um, podcasts in the class. Okay. And the other is we have to do a field recording. And Mr. Gay told me that I am allowed to use my equipment for the field recording. He said, as long as it does not take place inside the music building, it counts as a field recording, and I am allowed to use whatever equipment I have that is not the school's. So... We can do our field recording here and just bring over Michael and Dee um, Izutsune and we can just have you be a part of our podca- that episode for our podcast. So Neat. So I get to go crash in on their podcast and ruin everything. Like you do. <laughs> okay, for a long, long time, I did not realize that party crashing was just going to a party uninvited. Yeah. It's such a dramatic name for something going, so meaningless. It's like manslaughter. I slaughtered a man just like a pig. All it means is that you killed someone by accident. It sounds ten times worse than murder. It sounds like you went around, like, just chopping their heads off. Systematically just chopping them up. But no, it's just when you accidentally kill someone. It, that's what manslaughter is, and it just seems kind of silly that that sounds more intimidating than murder. Deliberate killing. Yeah, it's like, spaghettification sounds silly. You'd think, oh, what is that, some goofy kids game? Nope, it is one of the most terrifying, horrible ways to die imaginable. Uh, what it is is the effect of a black hole or intense gravitational pull on atoms. It pulls it into a single string string of atoms. So you are literally pulled apart molecule by molecule, and you're dead before it happens. But the process that would lead to that happening would also be intensely painful and terrifying. And yeah, that's a, which yeah, which grants a new opportunity for us to introduce a new quote. Um, if you can guess this one, good job. You watched cartoons. So, the quote that I just thought of is, if I ever catch that ghost boy, I'll tear him apart molecule by molecule. So, that one's pretty obvious. Hopefully someone will guess it. Yeah, I didn't really watch that one until more recently. I saw one episode online because they had it on their website. And other than that, I never really watched it until a few years ago. Which is funny because I was not the target audience at that point. But, I mean, it was still a good show. It was fun. Um... It was, like, almost that Man of Action style. I don't remember who made that one, yeah. but it was very close to the Man of Action ones, like Ben 10 and Generator Rex. Generator but Rex was a good one. I really like that show. It didn't go exclusively with cliche plots, and it was great. Yeah, uh, Generator Rex. It had a lot of uh, really, really cool ideas. Like, yeah, it had that you're the chosen one, blah, blah stuff. But, but it wasn't, like, any mystic prophecy or anything. It was just he had this power. Because his parents there decided. was story reasons yeah. for it. Like it wasn't just you're the chosen one because of prophecies. And then one of the things that I really liked was when they brought in one. Yes. 
six had to fight one. So there are these groups. Uh, there's this group of six agents, or it was like six or eight agents that are considered the most dangerous people in the world. One is the most dangerous, and ten or eight. It was something like that, being the least dangerous. The least most dangerous. Yeah, the least, <laughs> most, the least most dangerous. But so something that I really liked that they pointed out was that didn't mean that they were the best fighter or the strongest person. It was that they were the most dangerous. So that could include political power or guile or poisons or anything. So six beat one, but, uh, and that's how it was brought up. Why aren't uh, Rex asked Six? Why aren't you one? You just beat the crap out of him. And Six said, "Because I have the restraint he doesn't. It's most dangerous, not strongest." <laughs> yeah, danger. Moving on. The old man is chic. So we believe that we have discovered the plot to Breath of the Wild. You know that one we've been talking about incessantly. So up until now, we've just been doing uh, a bunch of theories. Oh, this thing that we've learned is canon that's ignored by everyone and misinterpreted because people don't know how to read. Yeah, um, <laughs> so here's what happens. Okay, so first off, Sheik. We decided that it's a title passed on. Like, well, the first idea we had was that Sheik was, Sheik that was Zelda in disguise, was named after a Sheikah hero who the Sheikah are named after. The founder of the Sheikah was named Sheik, so Sheikah is the people of Sheik. And the Sheikah always serving the royal family doesn't make sense if it's a race. If it's a clan who was founded by this one person, it makes sense that they were serving the royal family since their founding. And then our idea now is that it might be a title almost. Like Hattori Hanzo is almost like a rank. It was more than one person. And, and for those of you who don't know Japanese culture and mythology, think <laughs> of uh, Dread Pirate Roberts from Princess Bride or Johnny Lingo from The Legend of Johnny Lingo. Or Tagarung. Yeah. From Tagarung, which is a Redwall book. <laughs> I love Redwall. Redwall's great. Okay, so... Nice. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard what you said. <laughs> Pennies. Okay, so Tanner over here is the one who's been actually watching the Skyward Sword playthrough because mm -hmm. I do not have the patience or interest, mostly patience, for that specific thing. I have patience that I can wait for a long, long time for some things and other things. It's like, I'm bored, you're annoying, I'm leaving and then I whine about it to my friends. Okay. And then I realize I don't have friends and whine about it to my stuffed animals. Yeah, okay. Not true, um, I have real dogs. So, <laughs> first off, uh, thank you to, uh, what's his name, Tetra Gaming? Tetra Gaming? Tetra Ninja, maybe? Um, Something. For the playthrough of Skyward Sword he did. He's looking so it up right now. I didn't have to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Save um, us some money. Yeah. You're also you apparently do... fairly entertaining because he's after yeah. the watch. Tetra Ninja, thank you for... What for playing through that, so I didn't have to. And secondly, thank you to. Just a second, let me find it. Building um, in the space! The silence. And thank you to HMK for his uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild theory, the Calamity Ganon video. Um, Shout out! That's. Those two are where I got this information, so thank you for that. Um, so uh, I have hysterical hearsay. <laughs> and logic. So, here we go. So, from the Calamity Ganon video, I found out that uh, Demise... I'm stroking my fake beard. That Demise, he needed Hylia's spirit to, to come through and reincarnate and uh, get all his power back and be attacking this. Have his physical form back, no longer be the imprisoned. So and then you shield, shield, hit, <laughs> shield, shield, hit, and all that work was for nothing. So, it shows a clip of this scene where Demise is sucking out the spirit of Hylia. So, Hylia... 
First off, like we said, Zelda is not the reincarnation of Hylia. This is a pompous jerk. This is reinforced right here in this scene. I'm spouting things about a character I haven't actually read any of the lines for. So, um... I just hate her design. There's... So, uh, so he has to absorb Hylia's spirit in order to come back. So there's a scene where he absorbs Hylia's spirit, and then Zelda walks up just fine. And remember, so, this is Japan that made this game, where the spirit of Japan isn't a soul, it's like an ideal and stuff. They have terms like this. We have terms like this, where it's not, spirit doesn't necessarily mean the physical person's soul. So then I realized that the commonly accepted official canon is wrong. Contradicts the game. It contradicts the game's canon. And so what it should be, what is supported by the game, what is shown in the game, is that um, Zelda is not the reincarnation of Hylia, but is a vessel chosen by Hylia, which was suitable to hide her spirit, with the capital S, Hylia's spirit, from Demise. So Demise got Hylia's power and corrupted it. Thus enters Ganon. Right? Sure. Is that what we decided? I don't know. So thus enters Ganon, and that's how Ganon was created. So then, uh, Twin Rova <laughs> binds... The one who's super important and no one talks about. <laughs> binds Ganon to Ganondorf, thus binding Demise to him as well, and his okay, curse okay, of okay, reincarnation. Okay. You know, Demise's last line, where he's like, an embodiment of my hatred, blah blah stupid nonsense. How yeah. would he know that? He doesn't appear to have power after death, because he had to have a certain servant find the thing, and do the thing. And so, it does kind of make sense for Hylia's spirit to be corrupted into Ganon, because he would have sent it out, and he would actually know something was going to happen. Yeah. So, then, we were like, okay, well maybe that's how you um, separate Ganondorf, Ganon, and Demise. You take Hylia's power back and put it back into Hylia's body. And find a way to end Twinrova. So, then Which we... Which is unclear if it's possible or not. Yeah. We so, don't know what she is! Because she was killed. She was legitimately canonized killed in Ocarina of Time. It showed their spirits floating up into the afterlife. Plus you cut them in half. Yeah. <laughs> so... Twin Rova was dead, and then she came back in the Oracle games. So, people just ignore the Oracle games as a source of lore. And that's too bad, because there's so much lore and important things that happen in there. Yeah, and so then, we were like, wait a minute. It has been revealed that the Sheikah Guardians, the sages, or... The monks of the Hylia. Monks, the monks of Hylia, they give you spirit orbs. You collect those throughout the game. And guess who's collecting them? <laughs> So, the old man in the cave trades, trades you a thing for five spirit orbs. So, you collect the spirit orbs, and then you give them to, to this old man, who we believe is the... Totally Sheik. Is, the generation, is this generation's Sheik, the leader of the Sheikah. And so, he uses them to pull Hylia's power out of Calamity Ganon, thus turning him into a force that you can actually fight and defeat. And... Turning him into just demise again. They, the monks, talked about... Stand, having trials for one deemed worthy to have this spirit orb thing. And Link, of course, trades them off like nothing. <laughs> but they're obviously important because they dedicated their lives to finding one specific person who they deemed worthy of it. Plus, Someone who's minor, mildly good at puzzle solving and has a magic rock. Yeah, so, <laughs> plus it makes sense as to why all of a sudden Hylia is back. The Sheikah have always known, even though everybody else forgot. The Sheikah have always known, and all of a sudden, the world is going down, and they're like, okay, we need this goddess, that's not actually a goddess, just this hero with immense power, to come back. So She's like, not a creator being, but she might, in the 
lore she may or may not it's kind of unclear in my opinion whether or not she has some degree of divinity uh, she, she is, is not a creator being she is no. not the golden trio she is not on that level she not is even no, close she might be around an oracle I think. Well, but she she had this magic harp, and I and I think that's how she used her magic, and I'm pretty sure that's how she got skylocked in the air. Well, I think it was the Triforce. She had the Triforce. Oh yeah, the Golden Trio entrusted her with the Triforce. That's why she was seen as a goddess and worshipped, is because she was the guardian of the Triforce. And, and that's why they need her back, because she can actually use the Triforce. Everybody else is just like, oh, you get ultimate power, or oh, you get a wish, and nobody's short entirely no, 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 what it no, does. No, no, no. I don't think she had the level of understanding that you think she did, because. Of Skyloft. Skyloft yeah. is stupid. Like, legitimately. It was having the Triforce, the object that can grant any wish, and just sealing off humans is idiotic. It is one of the stupidest things she could have done at that point. But the Triforce doesn't grant things you wish for verbally. It, would, it grants your heart's desire. And so her immediate wish when their world was invaded was to keep her people safe. And so they were sent off, but she used up her wish. And so Skyloft was sealed in the clouds, and everyone else was screwed. Because she, only, her first wish was the safety of her people. Yeah. So, <laughs> next, we get to address Skyloft. Are we doing that now? Which, what were we just talking about? We were just talking about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and, and then the spirit orbs gathering the spirit of Hylia to either safeguard it or use it. Yeah. We're not really sure about that part, actually. Um, There's no way you're safeguarding it, because the monks, I guess, because the monks would just not give it to you. They yeah. are more protecting E of it in their sealed chambers than you can be with your give-it-away-for-a-glider-ness. Yeah. It is an awesome glider, though. It's, it's a cool true, glider. It's true. <laughs> and that, 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 that. There better be fast travel. So, there is. Okay, cool. There is fast travel. Good, good. <laughs> nah, if there wasn't. You do this cool, like, light bendy weirdness. Nice! Descent evaporate and then re-evaporate. Cool. Okay, and so... You gather the spirit orbs, use the spirit of Hylia, but you don't know what that is, and so you just give it away. For the sick, awesome glider thing. Yeah. That can carry a very large man, as if he were very small. And it's like three square feet. It wouldn't work. It's magic. So... <laughs> Those are our thoughts. Uh, the old man is Sheikah. Or not Sheikah. Sheik. The old man is Sheik. And through um, the okay, here was the thing we talked about next. It would be cool if through the game... Tanner really wants multiple branching endings. I do too. Mm -hmm. And so we had... We were kind of thinking, what if the through the game, you and the old man go and meet people and talk and talk and talk and then role-playing game stuff. And then near the end, you can... From the choices you made through the game, you can either find someone to become the new sheik or you can be found worthy of being the new sheik yep okay so um another thank you to hmk uh for his uh timeline reunion rebuttal theory on youtube uh and here is my rebuttal paris doesn't like it but i think it's a cool idea just for storytelling aspects and so here's here's what i'm gonna say i just don't want it to be that because it's after the oracle games <laughs> so in the unknown amount of time between those and the next one. So, first off, infinite. I'm going to call you out and say your understanding of the multiverse theory is skewed. So, yes, they all branched off, but there's nothing in the multiverse theory that says that the infinite potentials of each universe can't coincide. Meaning that 
your first point disproves itself. The multiverse theory states that yes, everything, every decision can lead to different uh, outcomes, but there's nothing that says that different decisions won't lead to the same outcome. Meaning that even if you go down different timelines, if you make a different decision on each one, then they might end up in the same place. Or approximately. Or approximately. I'm raising my hand. What? Zelda's not a multiverse. No, it's not. It's not. It's a time paradox loop thingamajig. It is one universe that branched off a little bit. It's not separate universes made by choices. It's forged by time travel. Time leaping. Time leaping. Yes, thank you. I correct people all the time, and I actually said travel, and that makes me sad. But the time jumps that Link made branched off a single universe, and it remains a single universe, not part of the multiverse. Yeah. It's mind-bending nonsense, and time leaping and time travel are just confusing and overly complicated, and it's distinct from multiverse theory. So, for, so your first point not only disproves itself, but is invalid anyways. So the second point was that there's no power or anything to put them back together. But again, there's no reason that they need a power. It, it can't happen naturally. Triforce. And yeah, the Triforce. Cap. There's two. There's the, both the Triforce and the Wishing or Minish Cap that can both grant any wish. And even though the Triforce has been localized, it's because it's limited by human minds. Um, also, the Minish Cap isn't limited. It's not your heart's desire. It's what you ask for. Yeah. Which is insanely more powerful. The Minish Cap is overlooked. Um, I'm not sure if it gets destroyed or not. It is the most overpowered artifact in all of Hyrule. Yeah. So, there's that. (laughs) Thirdly, what it means, this timeline, what it means to the uh, Nintendo developers was your third point. And that one just honestly seemed a little silly to me that you would have to bring that up. First off, they, with Breath of the Wild, they are doing, they are combining all of the styles from the three different timelines. They are not only, um, so they have that cartoony animation and just laid back attitude from the adult timeline with all the Wind Waker and Toon Link games. Which is funny because that's one of the darker ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got the, um, realist, like that realistic environment interaction exploration aspect from the child, uh, timeline where you're part of things, where you're inside the moment of everyone around you. Then you've got um, the No Holds Barred from the old ones. But this time, you've got the graphics and everything. You have the everything. the Fallen Kingdom one. So that, is, that would be the design team's point of view. Combining everything to make something that everyone will love. It has aspects from everything. Or hate. Or hate, yeah. <laughs> um, there's that possibility. But So that's my rebuttal for your third point. Your fourth point is, what would be the point? That is, I quote, what would be the point? So, it's a video game, there is no point. Yeah, first off, there's no point <laughs> in having three separate timelines except to separate the different styles of the games. They're... And to sell the Hyrule Historia. Yeah, and the Hyrule <laughs> Historia. There's no point to having three different timelines. Plus, they don't have to necessarily unify it. They just have to... This was a neat idea for Tanner. He was talking about how having multiple endings could make it branch off again. It could be just one point that was destined. I'm making quotes in my, with my hands destined to happen because that's a theme in Zelda. A very large one is destiny. All over the place. But because of your choices, which is also a heavy part of Breath of the Wild, things happen after it differently. And so you could have even more branching paths after this game. So you could have one where you free Ganondorf from the influence of both Ganon and Demise and then you start a timeline where he's the hero and Link just gets to live his life. Then you could have another timeline where you become, where it's Link's literal descendants as Sheik, learning how to be the Sheik and helping from the shadows, becoming the hero of the shadows instead of the hero of light. Then there's another one where you could just go back into stasis and then you could come back whenever the world needed you. And then a fifth one where you can, fourth or fifth one, I lost track of which Mm -hmm. ones I named, where you can go in, 
be a part of everybody's lives, say, I want to stay here and just continue to help the people in that time just with the menial tasks of everyday life like you did in Majora's Mask. So then that could branch off into four or five different ones, letting them expand their different style and stories even more. Then it would be a multiverse. Yeah, then it would be a multiverse. And then it would be, not only could they have more potential and more leeway for what they can consider a Zelda game, then they can uh, also develop different characters as Link, not just having this stereotypical role of this kid of this kid that's forced into being a hero. So there's my rebuttal for your fourth point. I think you mean cliche. Cliche, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, plus one of the things he was saying was none of this stuff happens because why not? And so many things happen because why not in video games. Yeah. Samus is a girl because why not? Mario gets Yoshi because why not? Luigi hunts ghosts because why not? Most of these things are because why not? There's no uh, real grand scheme of it. It's just, wouldn't that be cool? And then they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we get Samus. Uh, something a friend of mine pointed out to me. Basically, every story or um, game or book or TV show starts with a what if. So what if there was this golden pal or what if this, there was this magical microchip that could travel through time? Which is what the Triforce started as, was a computer, microchips. Was microchips. Which was, is hilarious. <laughs> Legend of Zelda was meant to be sci-fi, not fantasy. The only reason there was no time travel in the first Zelda game is because of hardware limitations. They, could, they just couldn't handle it. There wasn't enough memory. So, Which is, again, hilarious. So, <laughs> the, those are our thoughts, and that is our rebuttal. Not that anybody will see it for a while, but hopefully we'll get some popularity. Oh, also, we're gonna lay this out right now, that if this happens, we totally called it. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I will go we on. We just need to figure out how that giant skeleton is in the Yeah. Line. They had the giant Moblin, too, the King Moblin, who was in the Oracle games. <gasps> uh. <laughs> so, uh, those are good games. Yes, it's funny what dialogue does and doesn't change when you go over to the next file. Like when you're fighting the King Moblin the second time, it's like, you, it's that kid again. I'll beat you this time. <laughs> if you link your other game that you beat first, it's pretty great. I love those games. Yeah, those are really good games. Yeah. So we're coming up on 34 minutes, and we're going to finish up. I don't know if we're going to do a part two. Uh, I think we are, I maybe. Don't... Do we have anything else to talk about? We're not sure. It'll be there if we do. It won't be there if we don't. And we didn't really do much else except this. Not a lot of pennies this time. No, which was kind of good, yeah. but I, I wanted to talk more. Anyways, see you in a bit or never or in a long time, Cassie. <laughs>